And what a day Easter is. You know, I like to say Easter is kind of the Super Bowl of Christianity, and it really is. And let me tell you a couple of things Easter is not. Easter is not about the culminations of the teachings of Jesus. Those are all vitally important in our faith. It's not what Easter is about. Easter is not about the culmination of the miracles of Jesus. All true, all vital to our faith, but not what Easter is all about. Honestly, I like to think of it like this. Easter is kind of like July the 4th. You know, July 4th, we think it's about fireworks, and there's American flags everywhere, and we, we kind of make it a celebration of all of America. You know, just kind of that Americana, apple pie, flags everywhere, red, white, and blue. But honestly, July the 4th is a celebration of an event. It's actually Independence Day, and it celebrates the event of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And Easter is exactly the same. It's not this culmination of all of Christianity or the celebration of all of Christianity. It's about one event that changes everything. Actually, that event is the core and the foundation that all of Christianity is built on. It's what makes it different than every other major world religion is the fact that we really do believe that Jesus was crucified, He was buried, and that He really did raise again on the third day. And, and today, Easter, is the celebration of that event, the resurrection of Jesus. And here's how I know it's true. Listen, because the teachings of Jesus, as powerful as they were, the miracles of Christ, as amazing as they were, they would not have survived. They are so countercultural. There's no way they would have survived the first century had it not been for the resurrection. But it did. And the reason Christianity survived is because the people who carried Christianity 2,000 years ago to where we are today really did believe that Jesus rose again. Let me show it for you. Paul would say this in 1 Corinthians, For what I have received, I passed on to you as of the first importance. In other words, this is the most important thing in our faith. Here's the foundation of our faith, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that Christ was buried according to the Scriptures, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. And, and let me tell you why that's important. Here's how I know, and here's how Christianity survives, and here's why we're celebrating an event today. Not the culmination of a life of Christ, but one event today, the resurrection, is that when he arose, he appeared to Cephas. By the way, if you're pregnant or you're about to have a new baby, there's a good baby name for you. You're welcome, Cephas. And to the twelve, the disciples. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters. At the same time, most of them are still living. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and saying most of the people who he appeared to out of that 500 are still alive. You can go ask them. Did you see him after he was buried? Yeah, I saw him. Did you see him after they buried him? Yeah, I saw him. He was alive and well. Even though some have died, most of them are still asleep. And then he appeared to James. And then Paul says, let me go ahead and just clear all this up for you. Here's how I know that I know that I know. He appeared to the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me. Paul says, I know this is so true. I know, this, I know that Christianity really is different than everything else. Because of this event, because it happened to me, because I saw it, because I was there. It was, it, it, and it becomes the foundation of our faith. You skip down to verse 14, same passage, skip down, and, and he said, and if Christ hasn't been raised, like this is how important this event, the resurrection is, then our preaching is useless, and watch this, so is your whole faith. Like faith in everything else, the teachings of Jesus, the miracles of Jesus, all of that is useless had it not been that Christ had been raised. More than that, 
we're, we're going to be found false witnesses. Like we would be liars about God because we've testified that God raised Christ from the dead. This is our foundation. Listen to me, the resurrection, the event of Easter changes everything. It changed everything. It really is why the church exists today. It's why we're celebrating today. It's why Christianity 2,000 years later is more on the move. There's more revival. People are coming to Christ today, not just because of good teaching, not just because of miracles, blind eyes open, dead raised to life, but because Jesus really did raise from the dead. And it's going to be useless if we don't believe that, that Jesus really was. And, and the disciples, the apostles, they knew He was alive. I've seen Him. And so not only do I know He's alive, I know He's the Messiah, and I'm going to tell everybody that I meet. And that's what I want to do for you today. I know He's alive. And I know you're asking the question that everybody asks. So what's it mean for me? What, what does the resurrection really mean for me? If it happened, and it did, Jesus is alive, and He is. What does it mean for me? How does it change my life? Especially in the middle of what we're facing together as a community and as a nation and really our whole world sort of moaning together in this crisis and this heartache and this difficult season we're walking through. What does the hope of the actual event of the resurrection mean to me? And I think it means one word. I think it means freedom. I think it means freedom. I think freedom's the best word I could possibly give you. And isn't that what everybody wants, especially right now when you're on this lockdown and you're like, I can't be here anymore. I got to get away from these people right now. I got to get, my next preaching is going to be just marriage counseling. Just everybody trying to stay together because y'all been together so long. Just get me out of here, especially get me away from these kids. I got to have some freedom. I got to get out of here. And everybody wants freedom. Isn't that what we all want? Like, you don't, you don't even know where to get it sometimes. You don't know really what it means for you, but everybody wants freedom, kind of like when you turn 16. Uh, the day I turned 16, I remember my mom checked me out of school, and we went and got my driver's license, and I had already purchased my first car. Uh, for some of you younger, that's where you take the money you earn and you buy a car that's terrible that all your friends laugh at. That's what I did. I'd already bought my first car, already had a permit, but I wanted freedom on the day I turned 16. Like everybody wants that. Or I remember moving out of our house and Brandy and I got married really young. So I moved out of home, out of my mom and dad's house. And I didn't have a, a, like a, a time in between where I was just you know single or living by myself. I got married, so I moved straight in with Brandy, you know, after we got married, just for clarity there. I just, I moved right in with Brandy, and so, but at least I was free, you know, I, I wanted to get out of there, or maybe you feel that freedom on Friday at five o'clock, come on, especially if you're working from home, I can close this computer, man, I can get out of here, now we can get through with this, or, 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 or what it feels like when you pull away on that, come on, on that cruise ship, just think with me a sanitized, disinfected cruise ship, come on somebody, but when you pull away from the dock and you think, man, you just take that deep breath and say, I am free at last. And you know the next few days you're going to be free. Everybody wants it. And I want to tell you today that the event of the resurrection gives you and I freedom. That's really what today is. It's freedom. And, and, and when God sets you free, look what the Bible says in John 8, that when the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Not like just free out of quarantine. Not like just free on vacation. 
Not like just free, I got my license now and I can do my own thing now. No, no, no. When the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. You are truly free. And I want to give you three ways today. I think the resurrection can set you free. If you're taking notes, this would be the time you write these down. Three areas I think God offers freedom because of the resurrection that happened 2,000 years ago and what it means for you. Here's the first one. Write this down. You can have freedom today from the payment of my sin. It's freedom from the payment for my sin. You ever had somebody pay for something unexpectedly? Like you didn't realize it was going to happen? I remember Brandy and I had the kids in a restaurant uh, not, not long ago, back when we could go to restaurants. You remember those days? And they would bring you chips and sauce. I'm going to make myself tear up thinking about it. Uh, but anyway, it, it, I, we, were, we were at this restaurant and we were taking our whole family out and we, we didn't see anybody in the restaurant that we knew, at least we didn't think we did. And so we get to the end of the meal and our waiter is like just taking his time bringing the check. And so eventually I had to ask, you know, like, hey, can we, you know, we're going to have to pay for this at some point, you know, and, and he was like, oh, somebody, you know, somebody already paid for your meal. And I was like, well, who paid for my meal? And he really didn't know. He's like, well, I, this other family, and they're already gone, and they paid for your meal. I, just, I love that feeling. Or if you ever had any debt forgiven, uh, or, or, or like, it, you know, when you, you go to pay tolls, this is where I see it most. So I travel a little bit around Texas, and I don't have a text tag or whatever that mark of the beast thing is that makes it cheaper. And so, so I'll get this thing in the mail and it's like, you owe $93 in tolls. And I'm like, I went to Houston one day, but if you pay today, you know, it's $3 and 50 cents and, and we'll deduct $90 from your toll. And you're like, man, this is amazing. I just, maybe they do that for everybody, but I feel like it's for me. Like my debt is forgiven. Let me tell you the truth because of the resurrection and at the cross, Jesus paid for, you have freedom from the payment for your own sin. Since the beginning of time, God the Father demanded payment for sin. All the way back to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve have sinned. They've fallen. The Bible says God makes for... He kills an animal. The first thing ever slaughtered on planet Earth is to cover up the shame and sin of Adam and Eve. It's always been God's way. Throughout the Old Testament, there's this principle of something has to die. In the sacrifice of the temple, something has to die to cover it up. And and here's the good news today. Listen close. It doesn't have to be you or me because the resurrection, the cross and the resurrection, the death, burial, and Jesus gives us freedom from us having to pay for our own sin. Look at 1 Peter 3 and 18. It says Christ suffered for our sins, not His sin. He never sinned. But he suffered for mine for all time, past, present, and future. And he never sinned, but he died for sinners like you and me. And this is why, to bring you safely home to God. I love this translation. To bring you safely home to God. To pay for the sin that you couldn't pay for. Religion tells you you got to earn it. You still have to do more. You, you, you're not there yet. You're just eternally insecure. You know, I don't know if I'm there yet or not. The Bible says, no, no, no. Christ died for that and He paid for that to bring you safely. He suffered physical death, but He was raised to life by the Spirit. And that is to purchase your freedom from the payment of your own sin. Some more freedoms that He gives you today. The reason I think the resurrection is all about freedom. Here's number two. You can have freedom from the payment of your sin and you can have freedom from the pain of your past. You can have freedom from the pain of your past. There are people today on Easter weekend who are dealing with real pain. 
Some of it's physical. Some of it's related to what we're going through together. And, and today, I want you to hear loud and clear that my heart's with you. My prayer is for God to work a miracle in the suffering that's happening in our communities and in our world. And maybe it's somebody close to you or in your family. Sometimes it's physical pain, but a lot of times there's deeper pain and emotional pain and pain from our past. And, and I want you to hear on this resurrection weekend, listen, as we celebrate the event that Jesus lives again, that you can have freedom from the pain of your past. Isaiah 53 and 3 says it like this, that He was despised and rejected. Jesus was by mankind and a man of suffering, a man of sorrows you may have read in another translation. He suffered so that, so that He was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace was on Him. Catch all of that. He was pierced because of all the stuff I've done, all the, the problems I brought on myself. In your past, the choices you deliberately made against God, Jesus was pierced for those. That's your transgressions. He was crushed for my iniquities. The stuff I knew I was in sin, I knew I was messing up, I knew I was running from God, and He was crushed for that. And the punishment that brought me peace, even in the worst storms of my life, was on Jesus. And by His wounds, listen close, that's the part I want you to hear. By His wounds, we are healed. I want you to hear today loud and clear that Jesus understands your pain. He knows right where you are. Matter of fact, He was rejected long before the crucifixion. He was rejected. He was despised. He was, I can just imagine, you know, the kids on the playground making fun of Him. That's the boy without a daddy. And maybe you, you know the pain that's inflicted by people talking about you and wounds of a father that walked out or a family that wasn't stable or friends that hurt you deep. And I want you to hear today loud and clear that the resurrection gives you freedom from the pain of your past. He was wounded so you could be healed. Because of His wounds, you can be healed and it doesn't mean that the past doesn't exist. As a matter of fact, I like to say it like this. Jesus doesn't erase the past, but He can redeem it. He doesn't erase the past that happened to you. I'm not trying to minimize or erase what happened to you in your past, but He can redeem that, heal that. He offers you freedom from the pain of your past. Here's the third way you can have freedom today because of the resurrection of Jesus. You can have freedom to find purpose in your future. It's the payment for your sin. It's, it's healing for the pain of your past. It's freedom from the pain of your past. And it's freedom to find that you've got purpose in your future. There's way too many people that I meet in my line of work who are missing the target of their life. You know what I mean? They're, they're building their lives on things that don't really matter. I think one of the, one of the most uh, regrettable things of life is when you get to the top of the ladder that you've been climbing only to realize it's leaned against the wrong building. Only to realize I wasn't supposed to be doing this with my whole life. Like this wasn't really what God designed me to be. I don't want to get to the end of my race and look back and think, man, I was pursuing the wrong thing. I was going after the wrong things. I, I was trying to do something that God never created me to do. And, and I want you to hear today, God did create you for something. God has a real specific plan and purpose for your life. Listen closely. God has a plan for you. He's crazy 
about you. And I know it sounds wild to think you mean God has something really in His mind for me to do. Not only does God have something in His mind for you to do now, God's always thought that about you. Look at Psalms 139, maybe my favorite passage in all of the Bible. You saw me, David says about God, before I was born. And every day of my life was recorded in your book. Let me explain that to you. There's a book somewhere in heaven. And on the spine of that book is your name. And every day you've ever lived or ever will live is recorded in God's book about you. There's always been a master plan for your life. And every moment that I've ever lived or ever will live is laid out before a single day had ever passed. Before you took your first breath, God had already wrote you in His book. He already had a plan and a purpose for your life. God's purpose is so much bigger than any other purpose you could possibly think. The two greatest days of your life, I tell you this all the time, are the day you're born and the day you figure out why you were born. The day you go back to God, to the Creator, and you say, God, tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't want to chase things that aren't really for me. But maybe you remember the story of Alice in the Wonderland. You remember this book? I love this story. And I got little kids now, and so we talk about fairy tales like this. And I love this exchange. I want to read it right to you. In this conversation with the Cheshire cat, Alice asked the Cheshire cat, Would you please tell me which way I ought to go from here? Maybe you know what it's like to ask that question. And the cat answers, Well, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to, said the cat. I don't much care where, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. So many people live their lives, it doesn't really matter. You know, I don't know which way I'm supposed to go. And <clears throat> so I'll just chase this and I'll go that way. And maybe it's about money or maybe it's about success. Or I, I met a lot of people who can be extremely successful and still have no significance. You, you, you can have a whole lot of money and not a whole lot of purpose. Honestly, God's plan for your life is that you have freedom because of the resurrection to pursue the purpose that God has for you in your life. Jesus, uh, look at this, 2 Corinthians. The Bible says Jesus included everyone in His death. That's what we're celebrating this weekend, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Remember, this is all about that one event, the resurrection that changed everything, that bought freedom for you, and He included everybody, even you, in that death so that everybody, even you, could also be included in His life. But not just any life. A resurrection life. Yeah. A resurrection life. And then this is my favorite passage. A far better life than you could possibly live on your own. That's really God's plan for you today. So where do I find that purpose? How, how, do, I, how, how do I do that? Where, 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 do I, where do I even start going, okay, God, I need this freedom. I need that. Where do I go to find that purpose? Well, you can only find it one place. Ephesians 1 says it's in Christ that we find who we are and what we're living for. It's in Christ that we find that. Long before we'd ever heard of Christ and got our hopes up, God already knew us. Long before you could find Him on Easter weekend, He's found you. And He had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose that He's working out with everything and everyone today. All of that freedom is possible because of the resurrection. So I want to give you a chance today 
to find that kind of freedom. How do I find it? How do I receive payment for my sin, Pastor? What what do I do to to, to find freedom that I don't have to pay for the sin that I've committed? Uh, What do I do to find freedom that I can release the pain of my past? That I don't have to be bound by the scars of who who said uh, that against me or, or, or the wounds in my mind or in my heart today. How can I find purpose, freedom to really chase after the purpose that God has for me? I'm glad you asked. Let me give you the best pathway I know to freedom. Romans 3 and 25 says this, For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. There it is. That He paid for it. And people are made right with God. Listen close. This is the big idea. This is how you can find freedom today. Because of the resurrection, people are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life and shed His blood. Maybe today as you're gathered on Easter weekend with your family, you're thinking, I want that. I need that. I believe that. I want to apply that to my life. What do I do now? Glad you asked. Romans 10 and 9 said, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and that's more than just saying it out loud, that's honestly, that, that, that's sort of declaring from your soul, you know, that He's the Lord of my life, that all of my life, my past, all of my sin, and all of my future, my purpose, all of that belongs to God now. He's King in my life. And then you believe in your heart. So there's something that happens externally and something that happens internally that God raised Him from the dead. It's all about the resurrection. You will be saved. And I want to give you a chance to do that today. Now in this video, there's only one link wherever you're watching this video and it's to our annual Easter spiritual survey. While you're watching this, I want you to open up that Easter spiritual survey because there's four things that I'm going to ask you to pray today. There's, I think there's only four kind of people involved at Easter at City Hills this weekend. I think you're going to fall into one of these four categories, hearing about the freedom of the resurrection. I think it's either going to be one of these four things. Look at the screen. It's either A, I'm already in a relationship with Jesus, but I need more. It's B, I'm beginning a real relationship with Jesus today. I think there's a whole lot of people that would say, man, I'd like to do that. It's C, I was raised as a Christian or I was a Christian or or, or something just kind of went wrong in my life. I went my own way. But today I want to come home and rededicate my life to Christ. Or D, I'm not really ready to make that decision today. And I, I need you to pray for me. On that spiritual survey, when you open it up and you're watching it just alongside this message today, I want you to check one of those boxes. You'll see them very, it's just A, B, C, or D. I'm already in a relationship. I'm beginning one today. I was a Christian, but today I want to come home. I'm just not really ready, but I want you to pray for me. I included that please pray for me because even if you don't want us to, I'm praying for you today. All right? You got it ready? You know who you are? Bow your heads and let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the monumental event of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus that we celebrate this Easter weekend. God, it's an amazing event that changed the course of all of human history. More than a fairy tale or folklore, it is absolute fact that Jesus was crucified for my sin. That Jesus was buried in a borrowed tomb. And that Jesus rose again in a glorified body on the third day. 
God, I believe that and I believe that it offers me freedom today. Freedom that I don't have to pay for my own sin. God the Father's always required payment for sin, but I don't have to pay for it myself. I can have freedom from the debt that I owe. I can have freedom from the pain of my past. All of the mistakes and problems and hang-ups and habits I bring with me. I can have freedom because of the resurrection today from the pain of all of the past. God, I can have freedom to pursue the purpose of my future. Really, when I clean off the lens of my soul from the sin of my past, the future becomes remarkably bright. Now there's purpose. Now there's a future in my life. And so today, here it is. Get ready. Pray this prayer. So today, Lord Jesus, I give you all of me. I open my heart, my past, my sin, my choices, the things I said, things I knew that were wrong, the things I purposefully walked into, the things I purposefully walked away from. God, I repent. I'm asking you that because Jesus died on the cross, I receive that payment for my sins. I receive that Jesus paid for my sins. And I'm asking you to forgive me of all of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, make me brand new. God, I'm asking you to take care of my past, relieve the pain of my past. I give it all to you because of the resurrection. I can raise to new life. I can have hope. And God, I give you my whole life today so that you'll be the Lord of my life for the rest of my life. That there's purpose for me. Come on, say it like you mean it. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. That He was buried that He rose again. I believe you have purpose in my life. So take all of me, save me, make me new. I'll follow you every day of my life. In Jesus' name.